0: This is CliffCentral.com Good afternoon to everybody. Welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. This is your boy, Smoke Kuzi, and I'm well-known as Sibonello Kuzwayo. Thank you once again for giving me another opportunity to come and host the show and to be with you this afternoon. Um, I hope everybody's good and has been having a good day uh, throughout. I'm here to make sure that your day stays good. It's in the afternoon. It's a drive time slot. And yeah, we're going to have a couple of interesting things on the show today. And I'm looking forward to share some of them with you. I've had a very brilliant, brilliant, brilliant week so far. I'm I'm feeling very good of myself. You know, it's so good. It's so good when you know that you're feeling good of yourself and you take some time to really introspect yourself and and really to find out, are you really happy at the state of 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 your life and whatever that you might be doing whatever career you might be doing wherever you are and um you know just to make sure that you 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 within you within your your space of um feeling great because when you feel great you do great you 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 have more uh, better results of, of, of the things that you do. Um, and you, you tend to achieve more. It's so, it's so important to make sure that you are aware of your consciousness, um, whether you, you are in a positive space or not. And there are certain things that we surround ourselves with and they kind of distract us. But because we're so absorbed, we fail to actually see those things and we, we tend to, um, put other things first before ourselves. And that normally draws us to really, um, go towards, um, the, you know, the field of failure. But yeah, if you know that you are in a good space You are surrounded with good people I know that I'm surrounded by by really, really good people And I'm really, really thankful for that And it's so so important to make sure that the people that surround you Are people that are um, you know, they they kind of have achieved more than you. And you're going to have to have people that you, you keep on learning new things from. Because now when you have people that you know you can no longer draw inspirational from, it's people that need to fill your cup. Because when you have people that not fill your cup, you end up being redundant. You don't move forward. You don't grow. You don't feel anything. You know, you, there's nothing new. There's nothing new that you actually want to um, look forward to. And I'm thankful, very thankful for the individuals that I'm actually meeting um, along the way of the hustle. Because I am... I'm myself and I and I, I am progressing and I feel very 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 thankful to have um, a couple of uh, young ladies and gentlemen that I'm working on On a couple of projects uh, Some things that I can not really speak about it, But closer to the time once things are confirmed Because I really believe that you do not speak about things uh, Beforehand, before they're actually confirmed So um, unless, I mean some people say that you actually jinx yourself But yeah, I mean there's a couple of things that I'm working on With a couple of young people uh, It's something that's going to bring um, growth It's going to bring innovation It's going to bring people from different uh, spaces and careers It's going to give people People drop opportunities So I'm really looking forward to such things And I pray, I pray to God Almighty And I know that it's going to go well And yeah, I'm just learning along along the lines and And you know, it's so interesting That you end up putting yourself in spaces And in things that you never thought That you will find yourself in You know, you go with a plan A You want to go and do something And then you end up finding yourself In a different thing For instance, maybe you plan to be an engineer you find yourself in the business world. Maybe you're in construction. You find yourself. Maybe you are in the world of events. You find yourself in something else. We are in fashion. You plan to be maybe a chartered accountant. But you know what? Life has you know has a way that it really steers you to things that you never expected, and that is part of life. But then again, it is important to know how do you decipher, how do you discern when things are ready for you and it is the right direction. It is always a very challenging thing, and I really believe that. When you have good guidance, when you have mentors, you have good people that are really leading you and are directing you because you gotta keep check of what you're doing because some, some, some of the people that we think are, are, um, are successful are still looking up to other people and they're still seeking for guidance as much as we might see them as people that are perfectionists and that have achieved and that have, you know, they have had, they have acclaimed so much in their lives. There are still people that are still polishing some of the most basic Things they need to do to make sure that their hustle, their achievements are on check and they're doing the right things and their focus is on check. Hence, I said it is important to surround yourself with group people. It's a it's a cliche, trust me. We hear it a lot. But when you actually begin to open your eyes and you implement it, you will see how much of a huge difference it makes. Because you know, I'm all about trying to, you know, break down the status quo. I believe on people that always challenge the system, that don't confine themselves to the system of wherever they might be, wherever they might find themselves to be, or wherever they might work. Sometimes it's a bit hard. But again, I always say there's always solutions on things that you think that are not possible. Because we're all about breaking barriers and making sure that you open up opportunities. Now, I have something... For you, just to read up, um, Happy Time Murderers, uh, Sex Murder Puppets. You might wonder what's this all about. The Happy Time Murderers is a crime comedy film featuring the comedic geniuses Melissa McCarthy, Maya Rudolph, Elizabeth Banks, and Joel McHale. When the puppet cast of an 80s children's TV show begins to get murdered one by one, a a degraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes... On the case, it's a hilarious. Who do not? Um, that is decided decidedly. No, no sesame. All Street. The Happy Time Murders releases in South Africa cinemas on the thirty first of August. I'm going to repeat again. It releases in South in in South Africa, in South Southern African cinemas on the thirty first of August. And I had to make sure that I switch off the music for you to make sure that you hear what I'm saying. And uh, you catch exactly what I just told you um, on on the six murder puppets, but yeah, this is on um, the unplugged in charge radio show. My name is Kuzi My guest is on the way. I have a very interesting guest it 's been women 's month we 've been celebrating women in Bogodo I did share last week a bit of my thoughts about uh, Mama Winnie Madigizeella Mandela there's a many there 's many 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 women that are doing it out there for themselves, and I think today one woman that I can actually identify that is outstanding for me that I really look up to a woman that was put into the frying pan by many south africans even politicians she had to handle some of the most toughest situations and she managed to do it with distinction and that is tulima Doncella, advocate tulima Doncella, and i think she's one woman that is really setting an example um, in terms of what it means to be a woman and to excel in your career and to make sure that you Maintain success Because she was faced with With, with, um, with the so called um, Zuma situation where she had to make sure She found out that the whole country situation Was either done properly Or not properly And she just stood up And she was so brave And she took decisions that many people did not like But because she was so true to herself, she was so true to her job and she was facing, um, you know, a situation where it was pretty much male dominated, if I could say. Because, I mean, politics these days, I mean, I know that there's women and we're still fighting for women equality. um, She was facing a situation where, you know, it was up against some... um, really powerful males and she found herself in a very compromising position but she stayed true to herself and she did and she did her job. And uh, I really give props to her and shout out to Tulima Madoncella this afternoon as I and I recognize her as one of the most outstanding women. And yeah we closing off women's month today with a lady called but that goes by the name of Tandega. She'll be sharing her story. She's a woman that is that is in business. She's gonna be unpacking in terms of what it is, what line of business she's in. But we all about um uh, just finishing off women 's month in 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 a style and in a good way we 're giving you another piece uh to, um, of 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 what our unplugged and in charge radio show is all about and it 's been a very interesting a uh, very interesting month i think the last week again we had um um a girl called um, Sita Zonke and s i jones who shared very interesting careers. One is a DJ, one is a model. And they really unpacked what it means to be a young South African and trying to make it within that, those fields. But yeah, the Unplugged and Recharged Radio Show is all about bringing you interesting stuff. Stuff that is just to keep you aware of what other young people are doing out there because it's important for us to always know um, what, what um, other young people are doing so that you can align yourself with um, the things that are happening around you. Because it is important to make sure that you do your research and you you keep updated because if you're not updated you will never know what to do and to be um outstanding but yeah this is your boy spoke um i had a as i said i had a very a very interesting show i mean not an interesting show i had a very interesting week and i'm learning so much i mean i'm finding myself within the event space and i didn't know how much effort it takes for one to organize an event guys Maybe a lot of you at home are used to maybe just, um, you know, you go buy tickets, you go have fun, but the people, when you, when you're in the background and you are in the organizing to make sure that things happen on point. And I'm talking about outdoor events that, you know, you aim to have 5,000 plus people, 10,000 plus people. It's nothing that is easy to organize. There's so much that goes into it. And the slightest thing, if you get it wrong, everything collapses so every single corner you have to make sure that everything is proper and it abides to the rules because when it comes to safety and security it's one thing that when it comes to events you need to make sure those who are experienced and are more advanced than i am they will let you know what it means to put together an event of a big man- magnitude magnitude and to make sure that everything runs smoothly And that you don't do anything that is against the law um, But I'm finding myself learning a lot uh, From from a guy From uh, a close friend of mine called Tahe. He's uh, he's a machine man You know, it's so inspiring to see some young people How hard they work And uh, there's also a guy called Harris And um, Lebza We call him Lebza, his name is Lebo And they're both within the construction field And they're doing very great work And I'm finding, you know, uh, learning a lot in terms of for what goes into that space uh, from a designing perspective and you know some interesting things that young people are doing out there and there's a whole lot more that people are doing um you know in terms of their careers and 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 you know um um they are excelling within their careers and it, it's very very interesting and we're looking at women's month another thing that I can mention that is related to women um as you can see I'm I'm, I'm within the media um, um entertainment and event space there's quite some interesting things that are happening where um, we're seeing a lot of women that are actually uh, uh, taking charge within the DJing space. And they are really turning the tide in terms of the stereotypes that we see and that we know about what a, what a DJ means. I mean, they're trying to wipe away the thing of being a lady DJ. DJs are DJs. We are all the same. But then again, we, we do know that our country is all about um, <clears throat> gender equality. Um, in every space and in every sector and workspace, there needs to be an equality of women. And you know, women always have an extra special touch Uh, No matter how much as men we might deny that But we do know that when we have women and work with women They just have that thing that is different And you know, there's a friend of mine by the name of Rafilo She's such a machine man She's uh, creative She's within like a marketing space When she does things, she just finds herself rolling And she's thinking of this, she's thinking of that But at the same time, being able to organize everything chronologically not losing the touch of what she's doing but she's just an amazing young um, individual that is really uh, keen to expand her her territory into other spaces and to do uh, more than what she's actually currently doing and i'm finding a lot of young people right now or nowadays that are really that are really finding their job uh, confining and they saying to themselves "Hmm, i'm doing this job and the possibility is that i'm going to be doing this job for the next what 20 years 25 years and they're wanting to actually step out and that's what it means to be proactive and to really um you know find out more information how you can go about but to, but then again it's it's a risky process because i mean you're finding yourself being in a position whereby you have a safety net you have a work you have a guaranteed salary pay and you want to jump into the space of being in business and being in business is nothing that is easy and i'm learning every single day as i said i'm learning so much as i go along some of the things that I'm currently doing, I never saw myself going into them, but I'm very confident and I know that I can do it. And there's nothing that I'm fearing. There's nothing that I'm, I'm doubting myself. There's nothing that can, that really demotivate me. Um, cause I know I have what it takes to achieve and to reach that success. And the interesting thing, ladies and gentlemen, my guest has just joined me in studio and she goes by the name of Utandega. She will unpack I did I did let you know um that I'm gonna have a, a guest by the name of Tandega and she's she's a woman that is in business. We're all about women empowerment, women in in business this whole month and celebrating women's month per se. Um hello Tandega, can you hear me? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Thanks
0: how are you doing?
1: Um I'm okay. Sorry man, the traffic is really <laughs> terrible out there.
0: No, nah, it's okay. You uh, know, we all find ourselves in those situations, mm, you know, now and then. But it's okay, we forgive you.
1: Thank you. I hope the listeners forgive me as well.
0: I'm sure they're gonna forgive you as well since Lovely. you're so polite.
1: All right, thanks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tanega, we want you to be together some time back, right?
1: Mm, yes, yes, yes,
0: I was actually quite quite confused when I spoke to um our friend that organized everything. Yeah. And um I was like, Is this a different one? And I know that you were so upset Is at it me, the same? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, these things come and go, hey. You know,
0: but hey, you know, um, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, reunite and to speak again. And I guess
1: we were just paying it forward for today. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: But thank you so much for joining us on the Unplugged and In Charge show. We really welcome you.
1: Lovely. Thank you for having me as well.
0: I've introduced you to uh, uh, your name as a You mm-hmm. can continue from there because the listeners are keen to hear what you're all about.
1: All right. Uh, my name is Tandega Butelezi. Uh, I was born in the KZN, in a place called Nyanyadu, However, I grew up here in Joburg. Um, did my schooling here, primary high school Little bit of post-metric uh, education, not so much of it And I have a working background um, in the investment banking space So I've worked for Citibank, I've worked with um, Deutsche Bank as well Did a lot of um, voluntary work straight after school with a program called CT Year It's an organization for about two years I've worked at Pick and Pay as well as, as acacia and as a packer. So basically that's just who I am. But currently who Tandega is, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I have a business, a company called FinCamp where we are more or less about optimal functionality, um, you know, optimal functioning solutions that we design, be it for the workspace, Uh, be it for communities and currently since we've been, uh, busy with enterprise development, we've developed an app that allows, um, startups to be funded by stock files or even just individuals. So it's a CFP3 app. We've just launched it on Saturday and it's available on Android.
0: I'm, I'm going to be rude intentionally. Mm. All right. Yeah. You've literally like drove over the speed limit. You've literally gone from 80 kilometers per hour. You've gone to 180. Wow. All right. And I say that intentionally. So mm. not in a bad way. Yeah. 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 I hope you're not you. a person that's very touchy.
1: No, no, no. You're not. I-, I can never be an entrepreneur if I was. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have
0: that strong, <laughs> exactly. inward mm, mm, personality, right? Deal with
1: small calling you to order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, no, really. Look, yeah. we all, we're all about having fun in the show. Absolutely. And, um, it's all about really basically Doing your, I mean, we're having a, a constructive conversation. Mm-mm. Look, I'm, I'm really interested. You say that you were born in, in KZN. Correct. Where in KZN?
1: In a place called Nyanyatu. Where is it? Not very far from Dandi mm-hmm. or a small town called Danhauser
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Alright, I'm that's from KZN we as well. That's oh, why okay. I'm asking.
1: Where in KZN?
0: I'm from Otongat.
1: Oh yeah, you do speak like an Oto guy.
0: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh wow, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. What's the
0: yeah. difference in the way I speak?
1: Well, you know, with, with KZN, they, there's, you know, different ways that you speak. You can tell if someone is from Durban, um, from Newcastle, just the way that they speak. Is and it? And yeah, so.
0: All right. Yes, I can speak Zulu.
1: Can you? Yes <laughs>
0: I can speak Zulu
1: Okay <laughs> Alright so Convince
0: after the show Sure ne- sure. Alright Right now You say that you're from Dundee mm-hmm. You were born and bred there Great. You went to school there?
1: No, no, no I went to school here from uh, in Actually from nursery school Is it? Uh, from nursery school I've been here And I mean my mom When she got me She was, she was still at school mm-hmm. um, So then I had to come Stay with my grandparents Here okay. in Joburg And they took care of me Okay. Yeah.
0: So your mom and dad were not together?
1: No, they were not together. All right. Yeah. So
0: your mom raised you up single handed? As a
1: single parent, but, um, most, mostly I could say I really was raised up by my grandmother and my grandfather.
0: And how was that experience?
1: Lovely. Um, they, they, they have that soft spot, but they teach you all the principles you need to, to, to strive and to succeed in life. And, um, I'm, I'm really happy with the way that I, 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 I was brought up had nothing so much to do with whether we were rich or not but the love and the the, the, the principles that they instilled in me mm-hmm. it's it's stuff that I'm really I, I could look back and say I'm glad they taught me what they taught me
0: what were some of those principles cuz I do know you know it's something you know when you grow up with peop, elderly mm. people elderly mm. people they have this they have this natural principled characteristics that you know sometimes you would find when you go to formal education, yeah. they will teach you as if you cannot find these things anywhere else, mm, but mm, when you spend mm. time, especially when you bring groomed or you grow up amongst such people yeah. there 's so much that they teach you that is inward that becomes implanted in you Correct. that contributes so much mm, to you yeah. when you grow up and you find yourself Either in your hustle. Oh, even if you are in a, in, in a proper formal job, mm-hmm. what were some of the lessons that you learned so from So they, from they really
1: taught me a lot. I mean, we spent a lot of time with my grandmother and amongst those things, you know, she, she taught me that my hands, uh, might be all that I have mm-hmm. and I must make sure that, you know, I use them to their maximum ability between my hands and, and trusting in God. Uh, that is enough everything else is is an added benefit it's it's actually an added extra to an extent that when I finished my metric my grandmother said to me look Tanega I I think we've done what we were able to as much as we would like to to take you to university or for post-metric education we cannot afford to do that so we believe that with this metric certificate that you have we've equipped you enough to go and do something out there with your life and which was true because um being in the in the investment banking space uh, it, it, it was really attitude more than anything it, it it was not about so which degree do you have what were your grades and and what not but it was after being allocated a task and saying you're going to work for this department were you able to you know to 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 do exactly what was expected and above all else because ever since i i went into the investment um banking space i've never really had to hustle that hard to to get a, 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 a To work in a certain department From Citibank to Deutsche Bank It was through referrals Heads of departments saying We have this young person here And I mean in, in Citibank It was actually a learnership And then a contract The contract is ending And she's, we would really like to keep her mm-hmm. We don't have the headcount Do you have anything on your side? Sure. And that's how I got her around To get the experience that I have And I've Surprisingly people will be like, so do you have a master's or a degree? I'm like, actually not. I haven't got theirs yet. But my attitude has been what has been putting me in each and every level that I've been. 100%. Yeah.
0: Now, I like the way that you're saying these things because there's certain things that I'm picking up in what you're saying. Mm. Now, I want to know that uh, before you got to the point of where you were entering into the formal job, job application mm. that, that you did, uh, I, I'm interested to know how did you end up working at Pick and Pay?
1: okay, so um initially, straight after school i went to c t uh c t year sure. which was this um n p o uh organization okay. um that's it's actually it recruits young people to take a gap here and serve in their communities. We were actually running after school programs in primary schools um did that for a year came back for the following year, and they what they were doing is to actually organize opportunities after the program for us. So they'll speak with different stakeholders. Pick and Pay being one of the stakeholders as well as Citibank being one of the stakeholders. So either if you say after this program, well, I can actually afford to go to university full time, you'll do that. But at times, really, most of the, the the participants, they were more or less like breadwinners at home. And they're like, well, after this, I actually need a job because um, I'm one of those people that they depend on it at home. So Pick and Pay was just one of those um Stakeholders, which were in partnership with CTA and they'll take a group of um, young people who've proven themselves, who've gone through the training and allocate them in stores to to work there as, you know, be it packers, cashiers, um, and all the different levels. I mean, I know some of them are managers right now that you started with still at Pick and Pay. Sure. But, um, so yeah, that's how I got uh, to be at Pick and Pay. Mm-hmm. And likely because also my CV was already submitted at uh, Citibank, so six months down the line, I receive a call from them, uh, inviting me for an interview, the first interview. And that's how I got to leave, uh, pick and pay over to... I'm, I'm
0: sure you were so excited at that.
1: Well, I was. Um, yeah. I, I was excited at the, t- at the same time. You know, there's that little bit of fear to say, okay, I've, let me tell you something. You know, when we were at school, yeah, you have, you have these basic careers. I knew nothing about investment banking. I knew nothing about the trading floor. I knew nothing about what happens there, you know? All I knew about is, well, doctors, engineers, stuff that everybody talks about all the time. And when I'm, when I'm told, okay, this is so and so from Citibank, uh, first of all, who is Citibank? <laughs> because we, we have these banks that everyone's familiar with. Okay. So it's a different type of a bank. It's an investment bank. Um, so when I went there, it, it was really, more about doing your research as much as uh, you'd want to do the research, as well as um, going there and and showing them that even though you might not know anything about the industry, but your attitude is enough to sell yourself to them, that they can have you. Please say that again. So even if you do not have enough uh, or know enough about the industry of investment banking, but your attitude is enough, to put you in there and to give you an opportunity to
0: prove yourself that is so much fire mm-hmm. you know what I was talking about before you came onto the show mm-hmm. I was talking about the whole aspect of people starting with with they had a plan initially and then correct. you end up finding yourself in a space L3. where you never thought that you would be and and on top of this you're doing something for a living yeah this is this is a matter of putting food on the table correct, correct. and I was I was just going on about the fact that you need to be open to learning mm-hmm. and all of that. And what you're saying right now about the attitude, it counts so much. Yeah. It's something I that is, I mean, uh, you know, there's certain things that we talk about that are inspirational, yeah. that are a cliche. But it's a different story. It's a different thing when you find yourself within the midst of that thing. Correct. Or if not, if, even if you're not in the midst of that thing, but when you take it seriously and you begin to introspect and you say, Actually my attitude matters so much.
1: Yes, and I, I think how I actually got that confirmation. I remember when I was at Citibank, so I I was a learner there and um initially I was supposed to go to an equities department but then I was taken to a market risk department. Sure. The lady um who was the head of market risk was actually true for maternity leave and there was nobody else <laughs> locally uh working, you know, with her, all the other guys with within the IMIA region. So then I had to do at least half of her work which i could do while she's gone they had to train me first when she was back i went through other departments and then I, I and then another lady in the finance department when she was gone when when my boss was back the finance department had to leave and they asked me to cover for her by the time i was done the head of finance calls me to a meeting and she's like he it was he he says um you know we we've had to let go about 3 guys before you Who came here not, not for a a learnership or an internship, but they came here to, to actually work on a full time basis and they were on a probation, highly educated. They, they, you know, they had all your, your, your degrees, which were expected and they were A students. However, for some reason, they were struggling to plug into the work environment and, and, and to actually give what was expected of them. And that actually taught me to say, if ever at some point in my life, I thought, Um, I'm I'm less confident because I lack the education which is required. This is confirmation that the education is there to give me the knowledge. It's just as important. However, it will never come with the attitude and it will never teach me how to work with people optimally. So I need to have the correct attitude as well. It might just help me to cover the other lack of education that might exist if I have the correct attitude.
0: Tell me me something. Mm. Um, in terms of your family structure How yeah. many brothers How many siblings do you have?
1: Sure How many? <laughs> um, I've got a sister yeah. And I've got three brothers
0: A sister and three brothers Yeah
1: So there's four And there is a brother So the, 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 I had five siblings And then my other brother passed on Sure So I'm the firstborn and I have one sister and three brothers. Okay. I'm sorry yeah.
0: to hear that about your, your, your brother. But He's in terms all of rest in peace, all yeah. those people, mm-hmm. um, in which position are you at? Are you the oldest, the youngest? And the middle, oldest. In the middle? You're the oldest. I'm the oldest. And yes. then it says, it says a lot about your attitude. <laughs> you know why I ask these things? Yeah. There's something that I learned. I mean, I don't know if, if other people are aware of it. Correct. But it's this thing that when you are a firstborn, hmm. you have that fighting spirit within you. Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have this thing that where it's, I think it's that pressure of you, you know that there's people that are looking up to you yeah. so you need to make sure i mean these things we hear especially in black families mm. they tell mm-hmm. you that yo no, they're looking up Love to you, you <laughs> they're looking up to you you yeah. need to be the one that paves the road mm-hmm. and in terms of that kind of a thing how much did it contribute to you having that because you spoke we were speaking earlier on about having that strong entrepreneurial character that mm. you need to mm. be able to withstand you know hard shots or things that really knock you down and you have to get up again yeah. in terms of that and knowing that you have to set an example within your family mm-hmm. I don't know in terms of your family if you're the first one that has managed to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and get it right yeah. or I don't know you're following someone that is younger that's maybe successful mm-hmm. but in terms of setting the, 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 the path straight mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. of that did really contribute to your inspiration
1: well um, it, it's contributed a lot in, in a sense that well firstly I, I, I think I am the first one in the family to to go the entrepreneurial route and also um, to to work in a corporate environment as well, because we we really uh, we are a very lean family, if I must say uh, we 're not that broad, um, however, when it comes to my siblings you, you 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 try to set an example as much as you could um, in a sense that I think I started this whole habit while I was still at school with, with the brother who came after me and he was in the Kaiser and I'm the one who was in Joburg and he went to school in the Kaiser and so we would see each other during school holidays. But for some reason, something just told me that every time when I'm expecting him for school holidays, which means I need to be saving my pocket money so that I can buy him at least a few toys to take back with him. And nobody knew about this, but we already knew that every time he comes, he'll be getting something from me. And no, it, it, he wouldn't ask for it. But being the, the older sister, you, you feel that you need to take care of someone and um, be an example that you, you, you would really like for them to follow. Um, and it's, it's important as well that as you grow and as they grow as well, you, you need to understand that they tend to take their own decisions, they tend to follow their own paths, and it might not be at times things that you agree with, uh, however you need to have it in yourself to remember that You, you were a custodian at that time, but there comes a time when you really have to let go and allow them to, to take their own path and be in their own space. Um, but while, whilst and when they still need your guidance, ensure that you give them the guidance that they need.
0: You know, what's the interesting thing as I listen to you talk like this? I I know that I asked this question Mm. and I find myself in the other end of the stick. All right. Whereby I'm the last born at home. Yeah. My, I've got two elder sisters. They have their own professions. Mm. They, they're doing well within their spaces. Correct. And I am the first person within the family. We don't have a big family. Mm. There's only the three of us. I have two siblings that passed away. Well, and then obviously so there's sorry. the three of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I find myself being the one that goes into this business world, the media world. Obviously, I do a couple of things mm. within media and within business. And I, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I, I pose the question in such a way that you know that you have people that are looking... At you And yeah. you have to pave the way mm. and Now the other end of the stick Is that I'm the last born I'm the first one to go into this business route, and I need to make sure that I set a good example. Yep. I mean, some the things that I'm doing, they're going they're going all right. Mm, you mm, know, mm. I cannot complain. And I think it's a matter of knowing that you you aiming for that level of success. Correct. You you know what I mean. Mm. And I think it's not very prevalent within black families, and I think it's something that as a generation in South Africa that you're trying to change because this thing it expands in a much bigger sense. And this is something that also did inspire me to go into the business world because business was something. That it, you know only white people, mm, mm. you understand. Yeah. It was it was a concept that we grew up. It, it it was painted like that, yeah. And hence why when when you find that, and again, I, I don't blame I don't blame bla- us black people with the way we grew up because we had very little resources. Mm, but mm. I think with the times that we live in, I mean, with the new generation, with the resources that we have, I think it is important that as a young person, hence we have such shows to speak about such things. Mm. It is important that you realize how much opportunities are there outside and we need not to follow the static route great. of 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 success it's great i'm not saying that people that go to a 9 to 5 for normal jobs they are people that are doing outstandingly great in those in those in those aspects but there's always more especially yeah. to things that were not designed for us as people as black people
1: yeah well <laughs> people still find it strange up up to this day i mean well, you 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 asked me about my siblings, but there there is an added extra. I have a family of my own as well, so I have a six-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And so when when I decided to leave, you know, work and go into entrepreneurship completely, I think he was like three, turning four. Sure. And those were all the things that people would actually, you know, these are the cards that people would raise to to try and 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 show you how much of a mistake you're making. I mean, you have this great paying job you have the medical aid the car the you know and and well you owe all those things <laughs> they don't belong <laughs> to you but um they, they would always but your your you, now your son you need to plan i'm like well where he is right now i think this is when we can actually afford to take risks because if he becomes older than this we we need to be more responsible more especially with with um my fiancé as well, who's his father, he's also in the business world. So there's really no stable nine-to-five environment where we are, but it's it's a matter of we, we, we this is what we like, this is what we're passionate about, and we know that it's going to be painful, there'll be t- sweat and t- tears along the way, but eventually... Uh, We we will see the light and we'll be glad that we we took the decision that we took. And more or less, again, hoping that those who come after us will be able to follow within those footsteps whereby we won't have someone saying, I'm sitting at home because I don't have anything to do. If you want to be hired and nobody's willing to hire you, then hire yourself.
0: Can you say that again, please?
1: (laughs) If you want to be hired and no one is willing to hire you, then hire yourself. We need to instill that.
0: Again I mean It's one of the mandates That our current government Is making sure That they they really inspire And instill in people That entrepreneurship Is the future Mm -hmm. But at the same time It is important Equally so To mention that education is equally important correct Correct. you know what i mean absolutely we can go on about debating about people that have been successful without going to school whatever the case is but i think it is important to make sure that you're upskilled you are aware of the the new things that are out there and i mean when you talk about business there's so many things that i'm actually getting introduced to that are high tech in terms of even as simple as making a business plan making pitches Mm. um, presentations some of the very high tech things that make so much of a mm. difference that put you a step ahead Correct. than the rest. But I mean, again, as 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 we were speaking in terms of you going into the corporate world,
1: mm.
0: how was that experience?
1: It was a wow experience. Um, you know, the, the the corporate world is it, it exposes you too much, and I think some of the experience, um, the 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 inspirations that I I I drew. For me to go into entrepreneurship on a full-time basis would have been stuff that I learned in the corporate world. Understanding how processes work. Understanding how to, to automate, uh, processes. Uh, so when you, you get into an entrepreneurship space, you already have somehow an added advantage because you've actually seen the high-tech, uh, environment of things, how things are done to run smoothly and to, for you to spend less time on them. Um, ha- however, the, the the learning environment. If if you are not a person who's willing to push yourself to learn, you might find yourself not learning much. Reason being, everything has been sorted out for you. the the the, the programs, the systems are there. Um, and half of the half of the time, you find yourself really feeling the the empty spaces and having the machines do the calculations for you and all of that. But if you don't teach yourself. To know what happens on the back end Of the system uh, Nobody's going to come and tell you that you need to learn This as well but the day The systems get tired and they're like well today We actually down," you know exactly how to do your work Because you've understood how the back End works and you've understood how Manually works so when, when um, Just to go back to what you're saying When people are debating about People who are making it that are not Educated or I think we're missing the point and the point is They might not have gone through formal education and graduated and got their degrees or whatever the case may be but if there's one thing I'm definitely sure about they did go into self enrichment they did go into self education and they did push themselves because probably what stood be between them um between them and the formal education must, must must have been the resources and the funds that they could not afford to get to the formal education but because they still wanted to learn they were still keen to learn they had to go and do it, you know, self-education, understand business principles, understand how to make those business plans, and which is why they they, they successful today. So if you have the privilege, take advantage of the privilege. But if you do not have the privilege, it, it's not an excuse for you to sit and say, well, I cannot afford, so I will not. Look at resources that are readily available for you to push yourself to the next level. So the the corporate world is well-equipped, well-resourced, but it needs you to be able to push yourself to the next level still.
0: Now, in South Africa, we're ending the month of August. Mm. We we call it Women's Month. You know, yeah. I, I wish they could say there's a men's month.
1: July is a men's month. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> you know, when you look at how it's it's differently celebrated, you know, even in media, on radio, yeah. different shows, mm-hmm. women's month, women's month. This, mm-hmm. yeah. but then again, I don't want to start another debate. Correct. You know, that's, an, that's another story for <laughs> another, another day. day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But as 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 we celebrate Women's Month and we're closing off, and as an the Unplugged and In Charge yeah. Radio Show. Uh, We do recognize uh, Women in South Africa That are doing great We do recognize Some of the things That are needed to be done To make sure that There's women equality Mm -hmm. uh, Within spaces of work Even in some of uh, Male dominated spaces Where we we, we deem Those spaces As only men Are supposed to work there Mm -hmm. Now you're a woman That's coming from The corporate field And I know The corporate field Is not as easy As people think it is Mm -hmm. It has its own challenges Right. I'm one person that's not really enlightened in terms of what is the ratio in terms of jobs and, 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 and ranks mm-hmm. and management positions in terms of women. But at the same time, I mention this because I do know some of the listeners, you either have, a, they either have friends, they have sisters, they have cousins that are within corporate, or they have, um, you know, um, they know people that are studying to go towards corporate. But mm. from a woman's perspective, what are some of the challenges that we might not be aware of? that someone out there might want maybe to know maybe to have a bit of a tip that you can give since you have some sort of experience within the corporate field.
1: Okay. Um I've I've asked myself a, a couple of questions perhaps before we, we we talk about the the challenges themselves. We we I, I was very much interested in the the exposure itself of women and I, I remember I had this conversation with my sister-in-law a while back to say you know when I Going to these professional social networks, um, and I look for, for instance, motivational speakers or business people that have made it. I always seem to come across men, and not women. Not because they don't exist; they are there, and there's a whole lot of them. But why don't I come? You know. And we we came to the conclusion that perhaps men are are much better when it comes to <laughs> blowing their own horn and and being out there and telling people this is what I'm doing um and and not because women are not doing it uh, equally so however women probably have a more humble approach and whatever achievements that they have, they're not so quick to go out there and say, well, this is what I've achieved. This is where I am. And that on its own kind of puts a shadow, you know, a curtain on women so that they are not easily exposed. And then it does not help us much as well that then the exposure of women becomes very much ceremonial in a sense that you have to wait for August every year to have us speaking about women I mean there's there's this um, young lady By the name of Lavine Pond She's started her magazine Called She Owns It And the magazine concentrates Totally on women entrepreneurs 9 to five, three six 7 Because there isn't that much exposure And because there's not much exposure There isn't much advocacy as well Which then makes it a problem When we come to the corporate world The question is how many of them actually get the, or, or, or get elected into high executive positions because they are capable, because, because they are competent, or is it out of BEE requirement or the scorecard requirement to say, well, we do have women here. Because it, it would not be lovely for women to be up there simply because they are women, but they want to be up there because they are competent enough, they are equal to the task, and they are capable, and we have enough of those women. The list is endless. However the approach of having to identify them simply because it is a requirement to get business with certain institutions, I don't think uh, it's the correct way to do it. I think the system is a bit flawed there. We need to give ourselves time. Corporates need to give themselves time and resources that women are identified and where, whereby they, they're actually given opportunities, where not because they're women, but because they're equal to the task.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I think you're painting a very good picture in terms of your opinion and thoughts. And I'm sure as people listen, listen up on the show, they will probably do agree with a lot of, of, of what you sing mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, in terms of, cause I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, you know, um, as a young person yeah. and going into these systems, it's another thing when you go into it not knowing and going into it having being made aware of yeah. of certain things that you need to make sure that you work hard mm-hmm. to achieve. Yeah. Now, one thing that I just want to share, and it's interesting because I was, as I said to you, Women's Month, you see it on TV, mm-hmm. you hear it on radio. Yeah. I was watching television the other day and I think um, there was a particular program that was showing um, certain women that are in, in male-dominated um, 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 sectors. Mm. And interesting enough... I was watching this program And it was showing a woman From Eastern Cape mm-hmm. And she's a truck driver mm-hmm. And it is I was so alarmed To see some of the conditions In which truck drivers Find themselves in And working for big companies That make millions yeah. But you find that Truck drivers go through the most mm-hmm. They first interviewed A male truck driver Where he was telling Either way He was just telling his story That you know Some of the trips that he's made The longest trips And even the fact that being a truck driver How does it feel And it's so amazing Because you are confined Into that space yeah. That's your house yeah. He has his grocery He has his He has his stove Yeah He has his clothes He baths there I was like What? Yeah for me, I'm thinking that maybe they will be given, you know, some kind of money that when you, you know, hit a stop, you can be able to... Okay, <laughs> Even if it's not a lot, but uh, somewhere that is comfortable enough yeah. for you. It doesn't have to be something fancy. Correct. You know what I mean? But yeah. something that is deserving with the job that you are doing. Mm-hmm. But some of these companies are making these people go through the most. I mean, these people drive distances. For instance, the driver was making an example that he was driving from Cape Town going to Congo.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Carrying load in the truck yeah. And on top of this There's a lot of hazards There's a lot of dangers And especially if they if they are driving Highly explosive stuff Like a, a, for example diesel or petrol They have to make sure that they look after At the end of the day They're living in conditions You are confined into the space of just the truck mm-hmm. When you are tired You park on the side of the road only, The only distance that you travel Is between yourself And where you sleep Yeah, And where you sleep You make food you, All of that Anytime, obviously, when you go and you see outside Is only when you other need to go and release mm. yourself And make yourself comfortable But I mean, I'm saying this because there was a female mm. That was in, within that space yeah. And it was so interesting to see how some people out there They're really, really working hard for their families And they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that mm. Food is put on the table Even if it means that you're doing a job That doesn't make you see your family for a couple of months yeah. But the conditions are so bad
1: they are, they are. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think this is where the, the whole concept of social entrepreneurship, yeah. uh, w- was born. Sure. Because, um, with, with some entities, it's about the numbers. It's mm-hmm. about the business. Um, it's about the balance sheet, mm. <laughs> beefing it up. And if, if you look at any industry that has, you know, manpower on, on the ground, be it mining, be it the logistics sector, Usually the people that work the hardest are the ones that are more disadvantaged. Sure. It happens everywhere. Be it you, you're in, in the back office department of a, of a corporate, uh, entity. You, you will always be at a disadvantage for one reason or the other. And which is why I think then we, we then ended up having the social entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship concept where certain people started to identify that you actually there's more to people working, and 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 pushing sales and generating revenue, as opposed to just abusing people so that you have a, a fat, um, you know, balance. And however, also for those who are working, they're in a position where they say, "Well, if I stay at home, my my kids are not going to school, my family is not taken care of. I am at a disadvantage, and right now this seems to be the only option that I have." I have so much respect for such people, because as much as the, the 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 odds might seem as if they are against them, but I do believe that if there's one thing that they do, they go to bed every night with a clean conscience, because they are earning their income, um, in a, in a truthful, honest, ethical way, as opposed to resorting to certain things that might be, you know. Contradictory to the law because it is an excuse. It's, I guess it just shows us how much of an excuse we do not have. Yes, I understand that the, the 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 rate of unemployment is very high, and not everyone can be hired, not everyone can get a job. But this says to us: if you have an opportunity and you have nothing else and you have no other option, and the opportunity is honest and ethical, then maybe it's something that you should go for up until you have something else that's much better uh, for you to assist you to be able to take care of your family. Alright. So salute to that woman and the men. Salute sure. to them as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, the interesting thing is that we're going to talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Mm. I mean, I know that you, there's a, there's a, there's an app called the F. The CFB3 mm-hmm. An yeah. app developed And owned by FinCamp Which is a platform Intended to stimulate Interaction between Startups and stock uh, Interactions between Stock and startups Will in turn Address the lack Of financial literacy uh, Confidence in our Diverse global communities And also the barriers And inadequacies Of startup funding Tell us more about this
1: Okay So there, there are three parts In this puzzle We, we, we have FinCamp Which sure. is us We have the startups and we have the stock files as well. So why, why the stock files? Stock files being because as I was working for a corporate, um, basically the investment bank, a lot of people would come to you and like, Oh, I'll well, be working for investment bank. You're dealing with shares and forex and all of that. I've got such and such, uh, lump sum that I'd like to invest. Sure. And it, 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 I would always have to stress it out to them to say it's it's not as simple as taking your money and putting it in the bank. There's more to it. There's a whole lot of mechanisms that take place for your income or your interest or your profit to be generated out of that. So that then say to us there is a level of education that's needed uh in our communities financially, and um, uh, financial literacy, and for them to be able to think in 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 a way that. Um, We should be thinking right now I mean the the fourth industrial revolution Is kicking in And we have so many resources That we can use To actually optimize What we already have And then on the other hand Startups that we've been working with um, Be it from Inception Consulting for them um, They're manufacturing Groundbreaking products And they're selling At a smaller scale But now what happens is The demand is so high For their products They cannot meet the demand they go to certain investors and investors say, yeah, sure, I'll give you the money. Just give me 80% of your business or 90% of your business. But this is my baby, you know, from from the onset, I, I, I have the formula, I have everything. And how do I give you 90%? I'm the one who's got the idea. Uh, the sweat capital is mine. And the, the only thing that I'm looking for is just the financial capital to scale up and be able to meet the demand that I have currently. Now, looking at that, and not only that, but also ourselves as a startup, when we were starting out and looking for investment, you come across high-profile people and you think, wow, I finally made that contact. And you pitch and you're looking for investment. And these are some of the challenges that women come across because if, if you, you've seen this investor and the investor happens to be a male investor or perhaps not even a, a male investor but a father figure or even a grandfather figure investor, to to your surprise and to your shock and to 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 to, to you know to to these hurts that it actually brings to, to to us as well you you find out that not only are you expected to pitch to this investor but you are also expected to to spend quality time with this investor and you are expected to undress for this investor and you're expected to actually share your body with this investor is this something that I'm willing to do simply because I want my company to scale up? I know that my, my, my idea is explosive, and I know that if I get enough resources, if it, go, it goes out there, we are gone. But is this something that I'm willing to give of myself? Um, if you say I'm willing to do whatever it takes, is this part of it? So looking at all those things, then we say 44 billion rand um, of capital. On an annual basis, that is injected into the economy by the stockpile market in South Africa. And we're only talking about registered capital because we have a whole lot of other stockpiles that are not registered. But the stockpiles that are registered with uh, the, the NASASA, there's about $44 billion that, that has been calculated. And these stockpiles, most of the time, either... My grandmother is one of them who, who participates in stockfalls. If it's your saving stockfalls, you'll say, okay, let us save 500 Rand every month and let's take this 500 Rand to the bank. It's called lazy savings. Come the end of the year, let us split 6,000 Rand. There's no interest in it. Um, and with this 6,000 Rand, you are just going to go and do this one thing that you, you were planning for be it. You're buying a fridge or whatever it is. You're buying a bed or whatever. It's gone. The following year, you have to repeat the same process again. Start afresh. What has that 6,000 rand you saved last year done for you? It has not done much for you except for that one single thing, which is depreciating as we speak. So why can we not develop a model that actually allows stock files to be able to create, you know, this impulsive, uh, income for themselves that, 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 which is passive and it keeps on coming even though they no longer, are, uh, putting money into, into, into the, the program. And this is how we developed the app whereby Stockfeld would actually crowdfund the startups and we are strictly dealing with manufacturing startups because that's how our model works they they crowdfund the startups and in return they are able to get passive income for a period of about 12 years by just investing one year 650 every month why is that because these startups already have the market this startup has already i'm to, i mean one of the guys we've signed up for instance He's in the manufacturing of, uh, the hospitality industry consignments and he's been supplying certain guest houses and individuals as well. And this one time earlier this year is like, I have these guys who come and they're looking for about 3,000 units of my, my product. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only, if I've done a thousand units per month, that's all I can afford to do. How do I meet the 3,000 units demand? And this is excluding my everyday clientele. And then he goes to one of these hotel groups and he says, This is a product that I supply. Um, on your supplier enterprise development, can you include me and probably give me business? And like, yeah, sure. We love your product and we could give you the business. Only if you can commit to giving us eighty thousand units per month. 80,000 units per month. Where do I get that? How do I make 80,000 units per month? So the the market is there. The demand is there. The only thing that uh, these entrepreneurs are looking for is that financial injection to scale up and be able to meet their demand. And this means that as a stock fell, if you were investing or crowdfunding on a monthly basis, you are crowdfunding 10 startups in one year. And you are able to get returns on a quarterly basis a year after that for a period of 12 years. That way, you're not putting the 500 every month, consuming it completely and the following year consuming it completely. But what you are doing, you are actually planting a seed that germinates into something else. You can set up a trust fund for your kids. You can set up an educational fund. You have this extra cash coming into your pocket now. And on the other hand, we would have boosted the economy, we would have assisted in creating, um, employment in the country, we would have assisted in actually empowering startups that, um, in the manufacturing, proudly South African.
0: Interesting. Now, what is it that you guys do and make sure that the, uh, I mean, I know that stock fails, as far as I know, are things that are done within our townships. Correct. Um, You know, mama, they come together, you know, they want to buy grocery at the end of the year so that mm. it makes it easier that mm. they can be able to be to feed their family and be able to enjoy the festivities of Christmas mm. and the season. Mm. Now, what is it that you are doing to make sure that such information is filtered down to mama who are in townships or the remote areas that people, you know, would want to be able to be part of this? Yeah. Or does it cater for a certain Level of people, what what's the situation?
1: Well, not not so much for a certain level of people. Um, I think as long as if you have a cell phone, mm-hmm. um, Android, or well, we be we available on Android now, and we're we'll going on iOS in about two weeks time or so. So that's where you you'd be managing. Everything that has to do with with your contributions and your returns, and the content that you'll be sharing as well, because it's not just about you putting in the money and getting the returns when they are ready, but it's about you being equipped, even literally, uh, when it comes to financial literacy. But what we are doing, we are busy with strategic partnerships with um, community workers. We have we have these people that run programs uh, for Stockfalls, more especially in in, in Soweto, um, and we we are busy discussing, you know, uh, partnerships with the as much as we advertising on social media And sign up is also open mm-hmm. However, we are making it a point that uh, we, we actually go into those communities and we, we meet with them and we, we just, we want to do it the correct way. And we know that there are certain people that are the ones that communicate with the community that are able to call the community and the stock failures and they would listen to them. So those are the strategic partnerships that we're still busy with, but we will definitely be going into those uh, townships for, uh for presentations and educating them and reason being we want to do that is because we've picked up that even though we we do our marketing on social media um people will, certain people will still come back to you you've given them all the information they need but they'll still come back to you and say more info please and this tells me not because they are ignorant but it's because they they cannot even understand Probably the context of what's going on, which needs to be properly explained to them because it's, it's a model that involves technology, not totally new, but different. So they need to be educated and we are willing to do that.
0: That is so awesome. Tandega, thank you so much for joining us Thanks onto the show. We've me. reached the end of our show and I just want to ask you one more thing. Hmm. What is it that, what message do you have out there for all the young women and women either in their own age or just women in general in terms of the hustle? What is the, your inspiration to them right now in 20 seconds?
1: All right. All I can say is never ever 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 Let anyone convince you that you cannot do it. You can do it. If you put your mind to it, just give it your best shot and it will be worth it. And do not be afraid of the hustle. Thank you.
0: Awesome. This is Spoke Queasy signing out. It's the Unplugged In Charge Radio Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can catch the podcast on www.cliffcentral.com. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much to Tandega for coming through. It's been so much fun. You can question me on social media, at Spoke Queasy, at Spoozy on Twitter, Instagram, and also other platforms. It's me signing out.